Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowroom.com. In this week's interview, we see the return of Mr. Grow It. Mr. Grow It has been on the show before, and we had an awesome conversation with him back then, and we have another awesome conversation with him right now on this interview. Uh, we speak about parenting because Mr. Grow It and his girlfriend are due to have a baby very soon, which is very cool. So congratulations again to him for that. We also speak about the YouTube censorship that we have to deal with being cannabis content creators. We talk about some growing methods, some different equipment that he uses and some different drying methods that he uses as well. It's a very cool interview, a nice laid back conversation with a good friend of the show, Mr. Grow It. So if you haven't heard of Mr. Grow It before, make sure you go and check out his YouTube channel. Just search for Mr. Grow It and you'll find it. It's the one with the 272,000 subscribers. Massive. But anyway, here is the interview for this week. I hope you enjoy it. Make sure you roll yourself a fat one and I'll speak to you at the end of this. See you in a bit. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming to join us again, mate. I hope you hope life's treating you good. Yeah, everything's been great, man. I remember the last time we connected was uh, a little over a year ago, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Damn, and that a long, great conversation dude? we had. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, man, it so, was fun. Glad for you sure. called me. Yeah. Glad you called me to uh, to get back on here. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming, mate. You, you know, we like chatting shit to everybody. You know, and it's good for you to because I know how busy you are. I mean, you explained on the last interview how busy you are all the time. So we we appreciate you taking the time out to come and chat with us, man. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Yeah, so how's things been? Like it's been over a year, like you say. Yeah, it's been pretty good, man. Just been, uh, just been putting my head down and, and working. Um, you know, mm. trying to work as much as possible. This year has been kind of a, a tough year, or at least actually last year into this year, I lost a couple family members. My grandmother yeah. died late last year, and then early this year, my father passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of actually, I had to put a cat down as well. So oh, just God. filled with Fuck death man. over the past. Over the past uh, nine months or whatever, um, and uh, other than that, I've just been kind of working. Um, my uh, girlfriend is pregnant, so we actually have nice. a kid on the way. So there we go. You know, some good news then, mate. Some good news. That's awesome. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, we're really excited for that. I've just been working like course, crazy yeah. up until uh, due date is in October, October fourteenth. So got to get a bunch of man. shit done before that happens because I know when that happens, my my whole world is going to change. You know. <laughs> oh, is it? Would this be your first child? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh wow, man! It's got to be so exciting for you, bro. Damn. It is. It is. I don't know if either of you guys have kids at all. Or- oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I have uh, many children. Many. Oh. <laughs> Minor <laughs> growing on. Yeah. Any advice for me or what? <laughs> just fucking just appreciate it man because it's it's such a cool experience uh, yeah. you hear people sometimes you know everybody's entitled to their own opinions and to live their life however they choose to man but i think personally for me that having kids just makes life worthwhile and you think like you're here now you haven't got kids yet and you will think back in 10 years time like what the fuck did i do before i had kids <laughs> what did i do what did i do with my time <laughs> yeah. it's crazy man it's crazy yeah, ra- the difference it makes sorry monkey. Ra- i say raising kids is the most natural thing you can can do uh just don't freak out just go with it you'll, you'll figure it out it's it's i mean it's natural yeah man okay you, you're gonna be good at it mate i can tell you're gonna be good at it you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. makes sense 
Do you know if you're having a boy or a girl, or you're keeping it secret? Little girl. Nice, uh, man. That's awesome. I'll warn you right now. She'll have you wrapped around that little finger before mm-hmm. it, before you know it. <laughs> Daddy, I want. Yes, sir. No problem. You know, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That's so cool, man. Congratulations, mate. That's awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's awesome, that. man. So are you going to get like any time off when you when the baby is born? Yeah, that's the plan. I mean, I know we kind of talked about this last time we connected, but uh, you know, I'm doing this full time, so mm-hmm. I uh, you know, I have the luxury of setting my own hours. <laughs> and uh, no. mm-hmm. I, 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 my plan is really to try to get as much work done, really put my head down from here until until the uh, birthday, and right. then you know, once the baby's born, then I'm able to take a step back. You know what I mean? I want to be comfortable in a position to where I can. Uh, reduce the amount of hours. Now I'm not going to stop working entirely, but mm-hmm. um, I wish that'd be nice, but not really in that situation. Uh, but yeah, it, it's so like the way I'm looking at it is like they grow up so quick. And so mm-hmm. like, I want to be there as much as possible to like Absolutely. see it happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if I need to take a step back from work for three or six months or whatever, um, then I'm going to do that. Yes, man. Very cool, mate. Very cool. So how's things with the channel? How's Mr. Growitz's channel doing? Uh, channel's doing all right. You know, the main channel is doing uh, pretty decent, just kind of chugging along there. Um, I'm mm-hmm. kind of taking a step back from that. It's just it's suppression with YouTube. It's just, it's gotten so bad. Are you I getting feel like trouble? it's gotten worse. You, you, seem to, you seem to be, I don't know, we, we get flagged like a motherfucker, but it's not just because of cannabis, though. We go we get flagged for everything, mate. We are shocking the things we talk about on our show. <laughs> but but you seem to be more resistant to the to the flags and the shadow banning. Uh, from what I see, is is that well, right? Or is it just my observation? Well, there's two different channels. Uh, the right. main mm-hmm. channel that I have with when I'm showing the gardening, that's like that's that's the one that gets flagged. Every time I upload, it like automatically goes age restriction. I mean, mm-hmm. they've got things in place now, automatic. I don't know if it's AI or what, but they have going on. But it'll automatically go um, age restriction, and then that suppresses it. So like mm-hmm. the amount of views uh, it gets co- to where compared to where it used to get years ago, you know, one to two years ago, it's it's crazy. Like I'm having uh, videos just barely touch ten thousand views. And normally it would be at 30, 40,000 views easy. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, I, it, there's definitely a, a point of suppression in there. I also think that there's a lot of people like just not caring much about uh, cannabis grow content, like seeing the garden as much as they used to. So I feel like the right. kind of like the popularity has gone down a little bit. So maybe that mm-hmm. has something to do with it. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, on my talk channel, that's a clean channel. So like I try to be clean. Um, every video on there, I try to get monetized, have that green dollar sign or whatever that I see in the mm. background where, where it's fully open to be recommended. YouTube should recommend that to other people mm-hmm. um, because I feel like they they don't recommend as much if the chin, if the uh, if the content is age restricted or flagged or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I do have those two different channels and one is completely different as far as the other in regards to like suppression. Right. Yeah, and it's a good way to do it, you know, having two channels and having one which is completely clean. But even then, it feels like YouTube's just, just it just takes the piss nowadays, man. They're on everything. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's they tough, censor man. so much. It's it's hard work, man. Do, do you use any other platforms? You have Rumble and things like that. Have you tried those? 
No, not on Rumble. I mean, I'm trying to get mm-hmm. something going on TikTok, but they're super strict. Uh, I'm just trying to mm-hmm. post some like clean gardening type content as far as like interviews. I can like recycling footage a little bit. Um, Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter. You know, Twitter, I guess, is more cannabis friendly these days. So, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. I know I just have a feeling they might have video coming out or like they're kind of optimizing video more. I know you can do some video. I think they might have changed like the length of video or something, but I don't yeah, know. I, I just have a gut uh, feeling that they're gonna do more about on video. Yeah, you get that Twitter blue, is it called when you're yeah. uh, when you're yep. official and then you can upload up to two hours video on oh, Twitter. Okay. Now. Yeah. All right. But uh, look, I like to say that Twitter still shadow bans us. It doesn't, it's just because I don't go on Twitter very often or I don't share mm. enough. I'm not very engaging with the whole social network thing, you know. I'm not good at the social network thing, man. And yeah. I can't be asked to learn it because I know that we can just be shut down at any, any moment. They could be like, oh, look, that's cannabis. Kill them. You know, yep. <laughs> and then your whole fucking network's gone, man. The, the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, it's, it's just, it's a pain in the ass, man. Yeah, it is. The, it the really censorship is. we have to deal with, it's bad. But you just got to have... keep pivoting and keep keep putting out content that we like to mm-hmm. make and can that we think is going to be helpful or you know mm-hmm. either on an educational standpoint or entertainment standpoint for our audience. Yeah. You know? and, and that's the important thing, man. If you're enjoying it, you know, if you're having a good time making the content, then that that's the most important thing. As long as you're enjoying it, then everything else comes secondary. Yeah. And that's the way I like to see it with our channel. It's like you know, I enjoy making this podcast. It's a lot of work, and you know, you have to do loads of shit to actually make the show but i enjoy doing it we, we won't ever make anything from youtube because youtube is a fascist man they mm. won't let you you know because you know, we can monetize our channel is monetized but every time i put a video up you know it's like you put your title and description in and then you go to the next page you're like monetization i'm like no fuck you youtube you know <laughs> you're not gonna make no money off first youtube <laughs> yeah, they, um, they keep half of what we monetize so that's not even mm-hmm. that's not mm-hmm. fair at all that's stupid you know, us working and giving them 50% of everything we make. Hello. Yeah. That's true. That is kind of crazy. I mean, well, I mean, they, they do, pref- they do have the platform, I guess. And they are, yeah. they are uh, facilitating the ad placements. So, I mean, I, and I, it I must get cost it, a but that is a high chunk. That is a high chunk of money, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, with all the servers they have to run and everything, it must cost a fortune to actually run YouTube. Probably. You know, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I I was on your channel the other day, uh, Percy's Grow Room. Oh, and, cool, um, man! Your li- latest video, I mean, a year ago, but sixty-seven thousand views. I mean, is that what that it is? I really, don't even check my. <laughs> that one really took off. Yeah. <laughs> it seems. I mean, it's pretty correct. You know, when you watch these videos on YouTube, like, how can I make good content that people are going to watch? And that's the most important thing: is you got to make good content. Yeah. You know, and when i take the time to put the videos together like the ones which uh do pretty well that you know it takes it takes a long time to set up them videos it takes hours man days sometimes especially the uh the tutorial videos we have over there which is like loads of pictures flashing up very infographic based and you know them videos do really well i think we have one which i don't even check but it's over two hundred thousand views i think one of our videos are but it takes so long to make it and the fact that like you say is like YouTube can just be like, oh, that's age restricted now, 18 plus. And then it's not going to be recommended to anybody. You have to be logged in to view it. And all of these different restrictions, it's just like, is it really worth the hassle to spend a week of my time putting a video like that together when it's just going to get flagged? And it's a pain in the ass, man. It's it's not cool. 
Yeah, it's so disheartening. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. on your channel right now. I sorted it by most popular. 396,000 views for your video on light cycles Damn. for growing cannabis fully explained. So Damn. Damn. that's kicking <laughs> ass, dude. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Well, it's going to be bringing you some traffic to the podcast, right? No, that them videos came out before the podcast was even thought of. You know, mm, okay. <laughs> crazy. Man. Well, you don't you don't go back and like change the description or anything and like add. No, because if it. I did, I'll get afraid. Like, oh, that's gonna get censored now. Look, eighteen plus that video, and then it's all um, over. Yeah, that's true. That's a concern. Mm-hmm. Also, actually, it's a concern if you're changing the description. I was always concerned that oh, all of a sudden views are gonna stop, are gonna drop off because it's mm-hmm. like changing mm-hmm. the the data you know the metadata and, and or whatever you add a link to the description and they'll be like oh that's an 18 plus link you can't have that then because that's yeah, happened to yeah, us yeah. before as well where they've yeah. completely censored a video because of the links that are in the description so i try not to even put links in the description of videos now as well yeah, so, my you know, first so much censorship sorry mate. there is there, my first channel uh got torn torn down uh terminated entirely from um from seeds uh promoting wow. seeds so really? this was back in like 2017 where it got shut down. Yeah, it was it was a strong channel going from 2015 to 2017. Um, but it just they shut it down, terminated it because uh, I had links to where to buy seeds in yeah. the description. And then of mm-hmm. course, you know, two years later or something like that, they update their terms of service to say that it's uh it's not allowed. They particularly say that now you cannot promote you cannot promote or link to places to where you can buy cannabis or cannabis seeds. It actually mm-hmm. says that in their terms of service, which which is a good thing. They're actually kind of, you know, explaining those things. But yeah, back in the day they didn't. They just terminate your channel. If I had knew yeah, knew that, I wouldn't have done it, you know? But they, they like to be vague with their rules you yeah, should do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a damn shame, man, because it takes a lot of work to make this content. You know, and to shoot us down the way they do, it's not fair, man. No, and over a year ago, cannabis seeds were made legal by the DEA. So I don't right. understand why they're still enforcing a ban on that. It right? Make any sense? It's stupid. It is. Yeah. Do you see it changing anytime soon? For YouTube, no, no, no. absolutely not. I I feel like it's going to be more strict. Well, you got to think about. Uh, you got to. I mean, I know people kind of cringe a little bit when you compare it to like alcohol or tobacco, but like they're twenty one plus in order to consume right those mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. so like cannabis is going to be the same way and if right. the tobacco videos on tobacco and videos on alcohol are being suppressed that way and not advertiser friendly and all that stuff mm-hmm. then cannabis will always be in the same boat i feel like that's just my personal opinion yeah i, I think you're right mate i think that's the way it's going to be yeah because at the end of the day it is a what a narcotic would that be the correct term to use for it no, it's not narcotic. It's uh, I don't know. It's a it, it is a drug. There's no question mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I I classify this drug somewhere between, like we always say, between caffeine and alcohol, somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Less than Shame, alcohol, man. more than caffeine. But that's about it. And then there's weed tube as well. And I hear weed tube is closing down, or may already have closed down. Have you seen that? Oh, they closed down back in uh, I want to say April first, if oh, I'm not mistaken. Or May first, or something like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, they're gone. They uh, they're done. They're just no traffic there anymore, and no uh, advertisers kind of keeping them afloat. So mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. felt like it was time to shut their doors. Scary shit, man. Does, does yeah, it I'm... bring concern to you? You know, because you, your content is pretty much your living is making this kind of content. Does that scare you that potentially they could shut you down? Well. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, good question. Uh, the thing is, you me- I mentioned before, I have a clean channel. It's really about mm-hmm. all plants, all gardening. So, like, I kind of feel like, you know, knock on wood here, kind of feel like mm-hmm. that one's kind of kind of safe to stay yeah. up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was always a concern. I mean, back in 2018 was a great example of with the great YouTube purge is what we mm-hmm. call it of cannabis channels mm-hmm. um, where they basically shut down over a thousand cannabis channels, many international headlines. Yeah. Uh, all of these cannabis channels just got shut down like pretty much overnight, but it was actually over a period of like a month or two, mm-hmm. but just everybody was getting shut down. And then everybody, almost everybody got brought back just without a peep from YouTube at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, could they do that again? Maybe. I mean, I think, I don't think they will um, because they've already gone through that. But who knows? Yeah, that's it. Could who be knows, facing man? that purge 2.0. I don't know. <laughs> Hope not. Yeah. Hopefully your channel is going to be safe, though. It's yeah. Something that, the, uh, sorry, mate. Carry on. Didn't mean to you know, there, it's, it's more about like having more sources of kind of income and kind of spreading things out. If you put all your, all your eggs in one basket, right, mm-hmm. with YouTube. Well, then, yeah, if you get shut down, then you're 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 shut down everywhere, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, I have a main YouTube channel that's dirty. I have a talk YouTube channel, which is clean. Um, you know, I have a book. I have other social media. Um, so just kind of try to spread out. And if there are any new platforms that pop up, I'll probably, you know, jump on it and see if it kind of sticks type stuff. But mm-hmm. it's, I kind of feel like it's about adapting as well. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. things are always changing, right? Um, you know, the, you just talk about different types of videos here, right? Um, grow vlog videos were popular. I feel like they're not popular as much anymore. I guess more so talking head videos are popular. Podcasts became extremely popular, right? So it's like, I don't know. I kind of feel like there's always adapting and that's real world environment is adapting as well with, with everything. I feel like. Definitely. That's it, man. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. And this is the way I see it with YouTube. We're on like 2,500 subscribers now, which you, you must think like, wow, what is that? <laughs> you have a shitload, but it's, it's like, I just, I know that one day, well, you know, I don't know, but most likely at some point, YouTube's going to be like, Oh, we're shutting these fuckers down. I'm sick of them talking about the, the uh, you know, the jab, jab, poke, poke, the uh, the C word we speak about sometimes, you know, that stuff going on in Northern Europe. We speak about that sometimes. You know? <laughs> and not, and that's, that's plus cannabis, you know. We, we talk about so much stuff, man. And, and soon enough, YouTube's going to be like, yeah, just shut them down. And we'll lose our channel uh, eventually. I have no doubt. I just hope it doesn't happen. But, you know, it probably will one day. So... But we have the, you know, the forum, persysgrowroom.com. We have, uh, you know, the social networks, which will probably be shut down one day as well. But you've just got to have different places for people to go. So if it does happen, you can be like, oh, here's our new channel over here. And you might not have the 2,500 subscribers that we would have now, but the important guys come back, you know, the strong community comes back. It's uh, it's tragic, man, but this is the game playing. I agree. I, website, I think, is is pretty important. That's something I try to build up. I know. I mm-hmm. believe you have one, if I'm not mistaken. Email mm-hmm, list, mm-hmm. I think, is something that you have as yeah. well, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, that's a yeah. you know great, great example of ways to kind of keep in touch with those folks that uh, that want to stay in touch with you. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if your channel does get shot down, no, shot down, at least you can send out an email to people and be like, hey, yeah. this is what happened. Now I'm going to be on this platform. You know what I mean? Follow me on here or whatever it may be. Yeah, it's just a shame that we have to do these kind of things. Yeah. You know, people <laughs> enjoy the content, man. 
and yeah. they should be allowed to go to YouTube and but well, you know YouTube's a private company so they can do whatever the fuck they like it's their company yeah uh, at what point is it like the company is too big and it becomes like a a public utility mm. you know what I mean at what point does uh, some government and it's a worldwide thing so which government you know who steps in and be like oh you can't do that you, you're just infringing on people's freedom of speech at this point it's, well, uh, wouldn't they just shut down, like, uh, block YouTube in a sense, right? Isn't like, didn't Russia, like, block? I mean, Russia blocks videos individually. I know that for sure. They've blocked a bunch mm -hmm. of my videos, but like, I feel like with mm -hmm. YouTube in particular, it would have to be like the USA shutting them yeah. down or trying to get involved with them. But other countries that could probably, they could probably just block YouTube in, in whatever way, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, we're, we're blocked in Russia, unfortunately. Yeah. probably china too and yeah probably <laughs> japan as well so yeah exactly exactly singapore let's keep on going you know indonesia not north korea though you know because they don't yeah. have internet at all so <laughs> <laughs> if you can get internet there you're good to go <laughs> mm -hmm. so with your clean channel the one which you know you don't talk about cannabis and stuff on you have guests on the show right you have interviews and things yeah Yep, so it's called Garden like Talk. A... Sorry, I was gonna say it's called Garden Talk with Mister Grow It. It's uh, you know, really a podcast. Uh, it's mm -hmm. on that YouTube channel. Plus, it's on all podcast platforms. Yeah, right. it's like when you get guests on. Do you make sure that they have like a list of things specifically that they can't speak about? Speak about. Um, it, it must I be scary, kind of... you know, when you get a guest on and you're like, I hope they don't fucking talk about this. Awesome. Like you know what I mean? I, I do uh, prep them a little bit. Well, first of all, um, I know we kind of touched base on this a little bit uh, last episode. I'm sure you probably don't remember it was so long ago. I did actually <laughs> listen through to the last episode uh, a couple days ago cool. uh, to kind of refresh on what we talked about. But um, basically, um, yeah, I do kind of touch base with them first and let them know that, hey, we're trying to follow YouTube's guidelines in order to reach a larger audience. Right. Mm -hmm. So the, what does that mean? That means no excessive swearing. You know, it's specifically specifically in their guidelines that if you're excessively swearing in there, they're going to suppress your video or, mm -hmm. or make it non-monetizable or whatever the heck. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, things such as smoking or showing cannabis plants. That's another thing that I'm pretty sure they suppress you on. And then, um, you know, deliberately coming out and saying things like cannabis, weed, marijuana, like, yeah, if we avoid those. Um, then there's a chance that the 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 audience the the video will reach a larger audience. So I do give them a heads up, um, you know, beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, and if they're like, you know, if they're not on board to begin, then I'd be like, well, it might not be a good fit for you to come on, type thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I did have another podcast which was kind of more open and free to talk however you want to talk and and say you know swear or say whatever word you want to say. Uh, but I actually stopped doing that that podcast last year. Um, but uh, but yeah, I do have a dirty channel. I have a clean channel. I do want to keep that that channel clean is kind of what I'm getting to and yeah. and really reach a larger audience and, and getting more into all types of plants and gardening. Um, you know what I mean? And, and it helps mm -hmm. actually. There's been so many people where uh, they have just been vegetable gardeners. And they've been wanting to try cannabis, so they've been, I've been kind of bringing them over into our community mm -hmm. uh, through the podcast. So those are the main reasons why I do it. But yeah, I do give them a kind of a heads up on kind of, hey, these are the questions I'm thinking about asking you. Um, you know, can we get into it? Is there anything uncomfortable that you don't want to talk about? Um, you know, could we? Are you okay with following the YouTube guidelines so we can reach a larger audience? 
And 99%, I think, I don't think I've had anybody that says no, that they, they didn't want to kind of follow it and come on and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it, as long as they're upfront about it, everyone seems to be cool with it and kind of understand yeah. that, Hey, it's just all about reaching more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do a good job of it, man. You have a very popular channel, you know? Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. We passed a hundred thousand. Jeez. Uh, when was nice. that? Several months ago on that channel. Nice. I think it's up to like 117,000 right now. I awesome. did take a break from the podcast. I'm not sure if you heard about that. I haven't actually done any podcast episodes since April. Um, and the reason why is because I'm working on my next book. And uh, there's only so much time in the day. I mean, we talked about how much time consuming creating content is. I mm-hmm. need to stop the podcast, put the podcast on hold for a little while. You know, I was doing it for two and a half, a little over two years straight. Mm-hmm. Let me take a break. Let me focus on this next book. And then I'll bring back the podcast uh, probably, hopefully before the end of this year probably like uh, you know winter time or something like that but um, but yeah i'm taking a little break from it in order to uh you know try to uh refresh my mind and finish my next book book. so on and so forth so tell us more about this next book well it's going to be a kind of a beginner to intermediate book on growing organically awesome Kind of riding that organic trend is even more and more people are Mm -hmm. going towards organic right yeah although it's funny found that as well it's funny how people are going back to synthetic now after hearing about like Dr. Bruce Bugby talking about mm-hmm. how like all the all the um all of these elements, all these uh amendments break down to the same elements as synthetic. And so mm-hmm. like he's well he's like highly spoken about that. And so it's like, okay, well, people are going back to synthetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I I just sit back, I kind of laugh a little bit because it's like, man, it's just I don't know, is organic a trend? Is it just like a trend that people are gonna like know, stop doing? Man. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think everybody's heading in, in that direction just because of the the the, the fucking. Hell, I can't say it. The Statistics. sustainability. There oh, we go. Exactly. Yeah, and that's a strong uh, point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a real strong point. I, I mean, I grow fully organic right now. I haven't touched bottles in a couple of years. I don't have anything against nice. it. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But uh, but now it's just funny to see people go backwards or people. people I don't want to say backwards, but people go yeah back to what they were yeah. doing. <laughs> from organics just because of what this one guy says you know <laughs> but i find because i've done i've done it all really i'm in organics right now and growing organic but i do find that growing with salts especially because i started with salts i can keep a plant healthier for longer mm. but with organics i do always seem to get trouble mid flower and start to get deficient in things and i'm like oh i didn't top dress and add this at this time when i should have and I could just never balance it out right. But I know if I was growing in cocoa, I can keep a plant healthy from start to finish. So I can see myself going back to cocoa for a little while just because of those reasons, you know, just because hmm. uh, I can keep healthy plants for longer. Yeah, I feel but, like building a good soil, solid soil, isn't as easy as people mm-hmm. think it is, right? People mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. like, okay, you got, got this organic blend. A Gaia Green is one of those popular ones. Like, okay. I'll do what Mr. Canucks grow does four, 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 and then four, eight, four, and everything's going to be, you know, fine and dandy, but, um, there is imbalances that can happen in the soil, right. And nutrients yeah, can mm-hmm. lock out other nutrients. And, mm-hmm. You know, I've been fortunate enough to kind of do the blind method is what I like to call it, is where you take that, you know, I have uh, organic blends from build a soil. I also kiss organics I've been using and just doing one cup per plant every 30 days. And I kind of say the blind method because I'm not doing any soil testing. I've done soil testing in the past, but a more, I'm going to say proper method, but I guess a, a method that's going to 
uh, be better for success would be to get soil testing done before each grow. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you finish your run, you're going to reuse that soil, do a soil test, then add in the amendments that is needed for plant growth that's maybe lacking in that current soil you have, then you have you should have more success in that next run. But a lot of people just do the blind method, which I mean, soil testing is expensive, right? Mm-hmm. It's not only soil testing, but knowing how to interpret the results, right? So yeah. there are people who like the soil doctor, Bryant Mason, a great guy. He does consulting on it. So we'll take your soil test and he'll tell you, okay, I see your nitrogen is this. So you should add about this much of this and your potassium is this or your phosphorus is this, add this much. But all that adds up, you know, soil testing mm-hmm. plus the consulting. It's For the average home grower, they're not going to spend the money doing that. So um, I, and same with me. So I just kind of been doing the blind method. I, I, maybe I've been lucky, you know, I've had healthy plants. It mm-hmm. feels like the soil gets better and better over time. Yeah. Um, I've been using the same soil now organically for six runs. I'm on my sixth run mm-hmm. and, um, it just seems to get better and better and easier and easier every time. So I'm not sure how long you've have been growing organic and using that same soil, but maybe that, that struggle's happening just because, um, I don't know, maybe just need to use it longer and uh, yeah, uh, inoc- I'm, I'm inoculate. Six and runs, add- I think. Six runs, okay. All right, so yeah. about the same, yeah. yeah. Now, but, question, uh, on, I, uh, question on that, though. Wait a minute. Uh, is that a no-till six months, or are you, you re-amending as you're going? I'm re-amending. Okay. Mm-hmm. Six so, runs, yeah. I'm doing the, the one cup per plant every okay, 30 okay. days, and then after the uh, harvest, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll amend that with the organic blend right, before right. I start You know my next plants. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. if you were dealing with living soil beds here or or you know amended super soil. So I no, I haven't been doing the no till. I mean, outdoors, I have a vegetable garden, which I don't till. Uh, right. You know, right, just, right. just kind of top dressing adding. But as far as the cannabis plants indoors, I have them in 10 gallon containers right now. And I I do dig up, you know, dig up the stock a little bit and remove that between grows and then dig in and and get those amendments down a little bit. So mm-hmm. I don't truly yeah. do like a no till style. Right. Man, my missus goes crazy at me. It's like I'd get the soil after a grow and I'd empty out the pots, crush it all up, put it in the bathtub, you know, because <laughs> I can't take it outside. I can't have my neighbors seeing it and being oh, like, yeah. what's he doing with all that soil? <laughs> but then I'll add some uh, some composts and organic compost or compost, whichever way you like to say it. Yeah. And then uh, some bone meal, some fish blood and bone is what I'd usually use. I'll put some chicken shit in there. They like use the chicken manure pellets. That goes down well. And then it just makes it up really good. And that seems to do a decent job, man. But, but then I, I get lazy. That's that's my problem. It's because <laughs> you don't even need to check the fucking plants for like four <laughs> days. You just Ooh. let it do its thing. And and I know at some point I should be checking on and being like, around now, I should add something. Because in two weeks, two weeks, two gonna, weeks, two weeks, <laughs> we're going to start. <laughs> Mr. Grow is there like. What did they just do that for? <laughs> Inside joke, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, it's the the whole total recall thing, you know? How long do you plan to stay on Mars for? Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, but, Classic you know, it's, uh, I've completely lost my train of thought now because we've gone on two weeks. We're but yeah, I should be uh, top dressing or something or using some kind of liquid fertilizer at a certain point. I'm just not doing that because mm. I, I just get lazy with it and this is it if I, I knew if i was growing in cocoa i'd be there every day doing what i'm supposed to do because that's what you have to do but mm. organics just it's too too laid back man it's just <laughs> too easy to let it, your plants just do their thing and it, that's good man i like that about it, it gives me more time because you know True. you need a lot of time when you're doing all this shit and especially when you're a parent as well mate fucking you'll see <laughs> you'll see <laughs> 
<laughs> right. I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, you had mentioned that you, it's starting to see a little bit of a dip in, in a response to organic garden gardening. Do you think that maybe is due to the fact that we're no longer in lockdown and people were doing that as a hobby, maybe? Mm. No, I, I mean, I think it's, you know, I don't really know how many people are, are switching back to synthetic from organic, but right. it's, I just see in the comment section where it's like, oh, well, Dr. Bruce Bugby said it's, it's, it, uh, these go down to the same exact elements as synthetics. So I'm going back to synthetics. He's saying it's more efficient to do it. You know, you get more precision growth and oh, sure. Boy. I mean, that, that all that stuff may be true and stuff. I just, I just think it's funny where people are, uh, you know, going, going back to synthetics because of him alone. You know what I mean? I mean, he's, yeah. you know, well-known guy, like I, nothing against him at all. I actually attended Utah state university under him right. for his okay. course. And, um, it was a fantastic course. And it's not just him. Mm-hmm. There's a handful of people that mm-hmm. are doing uh, pr- presentations and stuff like that. A lot of great information, a lot of science-backed information. So not taking anything away from him. I just, I'm just one of those guys in the sideline, just kind of chuckling mm-hmm. a little bit that people are, are going these different ways. I mean, warp back 10 years ago, right? I don't know how long you guys have been growing. 10, 15 years ago, people were doing hydroponics. And that was right. like the best thing ever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was way it, better it, than it's, soil. It's like a completely flip, change in direction altogether, a flip of the coin, isn't it? Because everybody yeah. was doing DWC and hydroponic yeah. grows, like full water grows, never mind just cocoa, but right. full hydro grows. And now it seems like the majority of people are heading towards this organic growing. I think it's yep. m- mainly because um, because what changed my mind, because I've been a, a salt grower for the majority of my growing history, but when you started to be able to get the living soils or the super soils in a bag so you could just buy it and stick it in a yeah. pot and use it, that just made it so much easier. And, you know, where you can buy your Soham living soil or your Eco Thrive, and that will you just put it in the pot and water it for 12 weeks and you get a plant at the end of it. Obviously you've got to put a plant in there, you know, <laughs> but it, yeah. there's nothing to, uh, there's nothing to add. You just water it for the whole time. That, that made things very easy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like that as well. It's mm-hmm. yeah. I'm more of the, how to make things more efficient, how to make things easier, how to spend less time in the grow room type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I dig it. So that's one of the main reasons why I went to organic as well is it's a little bit more hands off than, uh, you know, on the synthetic side of things where, you got to mix up nutrients, you know, to yeah. take some time to mix those nutrients up. And then uh, if you're dealing with the reservoir, you got to change it out every mm-hmm. week, every two weeks, whatever often you do it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that definitely takes up time versus just top dressing once every 30 days, right? And just watering mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. I have an auto watering system set up. So wow. I just, I'm really hands off when it comes to that. Every couple of weeks you pop in there and be like, you still, still, <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Carry on, you know, refill the buckets and you know, move on. Let it, let it be. Well, I'm, mm-hmm. I still check every day, you know what I mean? I still have uh, the period my lights go on. I go ahead and pop in there, pop my head in there. And mm-hmm. then uh, I have it on um, at 8 p.m. So kind of a little bit before I go to bed, I'll pop in there, check, do some things. And then when I wake up in the morning, the lights are still on for a little bit. So I'll pop my mm-hmm. head in there again just to make sure everything's working correctly. These I'm using the blue mat drippers and those cool. things do fail every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you mostly I wouldn't, I don't want to say fail, but like uh, my reservoir has dipped down too low before to where it wasn't actually going through the tubing or whatever. So like right. totally my fault and stuff like that. So, so there's things you still have to keep your eye on mm-hmm. um, to make sure everything's flowing, at least with the auto watering system. So I still dip in there and obviously looking for pests and all that stuff and mm-hmm. looking at the plant health, seeing everything's good. So 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's completely hands off, but yeah, it's definitely more hands off with the organic approach. Yeah. And there's a few things that uh, made me change sides as well. It was, uh, we spoke to a Spartan grown before and he, Russ Patterson, I think his real name is, he's a good guy, man, knows his shit. And he said, uh, when you're growing with salts and you're using salt-based nutrients in hydroponic medium, your plants get in about the 22 to 25 different uh, elements, different nutrients, you know, with the NPK and then all the micros behind it. But when you grow in with organics, because you're using a, a compost, compost, I don't know. I don't know how to say it properly, but this is just how wrong, right? I'll, we understand I'll what it out, is. It's, all, it's you know? all good. Yeah, compost, <laughs> compost. compost whatever yeah, you want right. to call it. Com- yeah, That's right, compost, compost. compost. We'll go with that one yeah. today. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> But th- this is going to have more minerals in it, and you're looking around more 80 that's available to the plant, and the plant will take what it needs and use it if it's available to it. So when you grow in organically, there's much more available to the plant. And then you have the aspect of the bacteria as well, because I've heard from a few people that bacteria will make more terpenes and give you more flavor depending on what terpene it is and what type of bacteria it is and all of this. So having more bacteria in the medium in the medium can make more terpenes, which gives you more flavor. So I don't know how true it is, but you know, it seems to make sense. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and chime in a little bit there. Cause you know, I'm, I'm playing with cocoa right now and, and mm-hmm. introducing organics into a salt-based medium and things like that. I don't know about terpenes. I honestly believe my weed tastes better now with the introduction of organics in there, but I, I've seen three grows in a row where I'm, my uh, buds are a lot, a lot, not just a little, a lot frostier because I'm throwing organics on top of the salts. So, mm. you know, they work, it's working really neat together. So. Right. Yeah. I think works, everything we're, I can't wait till there's more like research and actual studies and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Cause yeah, we are seeing a change, right? I've heard the same thing, Mackie, that you've heard as far as like the uh, microbiology actually helps Mm -hmm. develop the terpenes and, Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. And, uh, I just wish it was like testing to kind of back all that stuff up. Cause right now, Mm -hmm. you you know, it's just organics people saying what they see and synthetic folks saying, Oh no, I'm still getting frosty plants. And yeah, you know, it's like, well, shit, where's the testing? We're just like (laughs) the scientific community is kind of, I get, I don't want to say behind or say anything, but we're so suppressed on the research side of things that we're just, mm-hmm. we're not there yet, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah well, when I'm talking about uh, mixing things though, uh, Chris, it's, I'm talking about yeah. adding JMS, lactobacillus, compost teas, worm teas in with my everyday feedings. Every day they're getting microbes. That's so, awesome. Yeah. It's a different way of doing it. Yeah. It's creating some interesting results, but yeah, you, if you don't try, you never learn. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. And that's what keep, keeps it fun. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I have so much more joy doing different things in the grow room and trying out different methods. If I was doing the same exact thing year over year for the last 13 years, I'd be bored. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but uh, it's no, no, exciting. When, agreement. Yeah, you, yeah. It's a hobby. Yeah. This shit's a hobby as much as anything, yeah. especially for us home growers. I mean, if you're out there commercially growing, trying to make profit out of it, it's a different story. You want to hone the skills and, get as much as possible from it but when it's your hobby like it is for us guys then you gotta keep changing things up man keep it interesting you know keep trying new things and eventually you find out what's best for you you'll get bored of it and move on to something else <laughs> that's the way right. it goes man that's the way it goes and that's the way it should go as well you know you shouldn't just get stuck in a rut it just gets boring then i agree well what about the uh the new water curing 
trend. You guys gonna? Oh, yeah, yeah. Underwater. You guys heard about that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you would put your buds in water for what two days, three days, and then take them out, dry them, and you know that stuff. Yeah, it's basically um, you basically trim your buds, but don't let them dry out like right after harvest, remove any stems and fan leaves. So it's just kind of the buds. Then you fill mason jars with clean water and submerge the buds. Um, And then you kind of want to make sure all the the buds are exposed to water and stuff. And if the buds are too late, they're floating stuff. So you got to kind of weigh them down in there. But uh, have a certain water temperature between 65 and 75 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, shaking the jars a little bit, as they say, once a day. Um, and then basically after doing it for five to seven days, you notice that, uh, well, actually change out the water each day, I believe. And then after five to seven days, it'll be clear. Right. Um, and then that means that there's no impurities in the water and your cure is complete. And then you would hang it to dry it and remove it. So, um, <laughs> it, it's something, honestly, I've just heard about pretty recently and mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm looking at articles online and stuff and seeing that people have been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I guess one of the benefits is that it's going to remove the smell of your buds. So like if you're in a uh-huh. illegal a- area where things are illegal, like it's not going to, um, you know, cause people to, um, to notice you or whatever, because you have non-stinkiness buds, you know, but I don't know. I think it would kind of defeat the purpose on, you know, if it's removing the flavor and yes. the smell, it's like, what the heck? Well, why do this? You know, we had hey. a Percy member a while back that, that did do a water cure uh, comparison on, on one grow. He took a small sample and water cured a few buds. And he said exactly what you said was, yeah, the smoke was nice and smooth, but the flavor was completely blown. So why <laughs> would you do that? I mean, that's what I'm working for. I mean, you can have the <laughs> TAC percentage. I want the terpenes dog on it. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy, man. But there's so many different things that people do to their plants that are different to each yeah. one. But water curing is one of them ones where I'm like, uh, I mean, there's bud washing, which yeah, I, I don't mind. You know, do the bud washing if you feel necessary. But leaving the buds soaked in water for days, <laughs> nah, that. Uh, I mean, I've never tried it, so I can't Same. really say yeah, yes or no. Because, like you said, there's no real scientific testing done here. We need the same plant. There was some water cured and some isn't. Then it needs to be yep. double blind studied to make sure that we know absolutely that the person smoking it has no idea which one was water cured and which one wasn't. You know, all, all this shit needs to be done to make sure that the study is done properly in the first yeah. place. And that rarely happens. So most of the time it's just placebo effect. Like, oh, it's so much smoother now. But if you didn't water cure it, it might still be fucking smooth. You know, and it'll still be tasty. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can com- completely agree. Yeah, and like the testing, right? Where are the terpene testing? Where is the cannabinoid mm-hmm. testing? Comparing the two different results. I- I'd like to see that because, um, you know, if that information was available, I just mm-hmm. have a feeling, you know, I mean, I've never done it. I've never seen any testing, but I have a feeling there's going to be a huge drop in uh, terpenes, you know, in particular, yeah. maybe even cannabinoids too. You'll see a huge drop of on the stuff that's been water cured, but that's just me guessing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't try it really. Just uh, let other people try it. Then that's, yeah, that's right. their, their shit. You know, that's it's their weed, man. They can do what the fuck they like with it. You know, but I'm yeah. not doing it with mine. I kind of feel the same way about these speed drying systems that you're hearing about now. You know, yeah, put your buds in it, and you can smoke your buds two days later. You can smoke it. Like what? Mm. That sounds like it's going to be a little bit aggressive to me, and maybe ruin your product a bit. But people, I haven't heard any bad reviews of them yet. 
Yeah, because they're very expensive and the people will buy them and be like, uh, yeah, it worked perfect for me because I spent six grand on this fucking thing, you know? <laughs> and of course, I'm not going to tell you I was an idiot for buying it. Is that what you're mm -hmm, saying? Mm -hmm. Okay. Exactly. You. You know? <laughs> God damn. Yeah, do you just, uh, when you come to dry your buds, uh, Chris, I assume you just like you do the standard thing, you hang it in the dark for a week to 10 days and cure it out for a few weeks in jars and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I used to. I used to do the, you know, dry in a dry tent and have mm -hmm. air circulation going on. I have, I'm in a very dry climate, so I have a humidifier going mm -hmm. to make sure nice. I'm trying to reach 60% RH and then um, as close to 60 degrees Fahrenheit as possible. But um, oftentimes it's like 65 degrees, 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, but then I switched over to, uh, I got the Canatrol, so the, the automatic dry and cure machine. Right. Um, good, good, good. How do you like it? I, man, I'm telling you, talk about hands off. I literally <laughs> harvest the branches, put it into the Canatrol, then set the on button, and then it goes into dry, cure, and that's it. Like it's, there is like a, um, like a sponge you have to keep wet in there. Uh -huh. But like when you're drying, it doesn't really, you don't really need to kind of wet the sponge. That kind of helps control the humidity, and there's other technology in in the Canatrol that helps regulate the humidity in there and, and temperature. Um, and then there's like a drip pan in the back that you need to kind of empty it. So I wouldn't say it's like completely like you can completely ignore things, mm -hmm. um, but I mean emptying a drip pan in the back and making sure a sponge is wet is so much easier than um, you know setting up a dry tent if you don't have one set up. Uh, making sure there's air circulation, air exchange, uh, humidifier, uh, all that stuff. For me, it's been much easier. I mean, living in a dry climate, there have been times where I dried in a tent and it overdried. You know, I speak mm -hmm. just one additional day drying where I think, uh, it's probably use another day drying. And then you get to trimming and it's like, shit, it's too dry. Mm -hmm. You know what Turning I mean? So dust. it's like, it just takes off all of that concern, like that, all that concern is gone now with this Kenetrol expensive unit. I mean, this unit is freaking crazy price. A lot of people say, uh, mm -hmm. you know, $1,600 is what they're selling it for right now. And expensive is a relative term. I like to say <laughs> it's uh yeah, but well, I mean, for some people it's worth it. And mm -hmm, I mean, I'm, mm -hmm. it's, you know, for me, I've gotten so much value out of it. You know? How long I'm about to harvest the plant now. What? How long does it take for the buds to dry once chopped and hung in there? How long does it take? You can set it. You can set the parameters where, if, where the conditions, whichever you want. So like that'll obviously depend on it. But like their default settings, it's about a four day dry. Well, and cure as well. Oh yeah, I mean the longer it goes, the better. You know the cure continues, right? So like you know to continue to cure on for months, you know you can keep it in there forever right. and continue okay. to kind of off gas it's it's o2 and and all that stuff um, and how much can you fit in the lean gas uh 2.2 pounds wet wow, wow. So, yeah so plenty uh, it's like I a small little it. mini fridge yeah mm -hmm. nice yeah so, so that, it's working out exact, pretty good for me exactly what i wanted to hear i wanted somebody who's actually used one to give me some feedback on it not that yeah, i'm going to be buying one anytime soon you know yeah, and it helps with the. Uh, I mean, a lot, I actually did a review video, so you can check it out on YouTube. Um, just type in Canatrol review; it should be the first one that pops up. Um, but as far as like the smoke afterwards, a lot of people wondering, like, "Hey, does it retain terpenes? Like, mm -hmm. do you have a better smoke?" I would say, I want to say, like, for me, 
I feel like it is a better smoke because I'm losing less terpenes during the drying process with like the, in the grow tent, for example, like it's so hard for me to keep the the temperature conditions mm-hmm. without adding it, without putting a bunch of money into cooling. Right. Yeah. So spending a bunch of money on cooling. So mm-hmm. like my temperature would kind of swing a little bit up and a little bit down and same thing kind of with the humidity with the can control is more stable for the temperature and humidity. It actually go by dew point, uh, but it does show the humidity, but I think the stability helps a ton. And then also when yeah. it's like in jars and stuff, like over time, you know, when you're opening up those jars, like it's going to, things are going to seep out of there. Right. With the can control, you actually storage as well. So like you can just leave in the can control forever. And like, so uh, I've gotten uh, you know a lot longer uh, with the can control. I've had stuff in there since December. You know, which isn't a long time, right? But I have a feeling I'll be able to keep stuff in here for years and it will still be fine versus, uh, you know, being, well, uh, people are going to start calling it the old school method, which is like the tent (laughs) to to mason jars. Uh, But, you know, mason jars, uh, I feel like over time, if you're not using those humidity packs, it's just becoming more dry, more and more dry every time you open up that top Mm. and become kind of more stale and, um, you know, of course, those folks that are keeping it in like room temperature, which I made the mistake of doing for many, many years, terpenes volatize and things just become bland. You know, it's like mm. six months later and it's just like bland, like it's completely different terpene profile because so many have volatized, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to check one of these things out, man. That sounds cool. Yeah, I think everybody's waiting for like another company to like make something that's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so where I, the competition comes in. Yeah, right. <laughs> start driving the prices down there with a war a little bit. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds cool though, man. And did they do they have different size sizes? So you can no, put more in no. there. Just no, just that size. one. Yeah. Well. Okay. That's where the gap in the market is. Yeah, come mm-hmm. on, China. everyone's like ac infinity come on ac Infinity. everyone's like emailing ac infinity like make something like this (laughs) but better (laughs) sounds interesting though so how many plants are you running what size is your grow room and stuff i have a nine by 12 room and then two grow tents within the room so i can have kind of two different light cycles going if i want cool and i have a smaller tent two by four and then i have a larger tent you know four by four um, so right now I just have, uh, four plants in a four by four. Nice. And, um, they're in flowering coming up towards the end. I mean, I have all different cultivars, so I'm about to harvest one and then the other one will probably be ready to harvest in maybe a week or two. Sweet. And then the other two harvest, the other one will probably be ready in like three weeks. And the other one actually has a 12 week strain. So that, that thing's gonna be another 30 days, but, um, but yeah, it's going to be scattered harvest for me, which is going to be helpful with the canatrol because, mm-hmm. you know, there is that limitation with how much you can actually fit in there. So yeah. um, that is, you know, one thing that I have to actually do for now on is, is scatter my harvest because if I had four plants to harvest all at once, it probably wouldn't fit in that canatrol. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. might be good one plant at a time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. And that's it. And it's all these different things. Just it, it might work for one person, but won't for won't work for another. Yeah, it just depends on your growth setup and how you do things, whether it's a staggered harvest or not. But it, man, if if that shit can work out, that's very cool. It's like the sound of that kind of troll thing. Because hmm. like you said, the temperature fluctuations when when uh, drying, especially now in summer times, you know, the, the the days can get very hot, man. 
You can yep. hit 30 degrees in my drying room, which is not so bad when you're growing. The plants can handle it, but when you're drying, you don't want to get that warm. It'll dry too fast and the terpenes will evaporate too quickly. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's 30 degrees Celsius. I mean, that's 86 degrees Fahrenheit, which is woof. Mm. That's high. Mm. I mean, you're losing a lot of terpenes if you're yeah. if you're drying in that condition. That's right, man. Just starting off with bland weed, like you say. Mm. It's not cool. But yeah, there's loads of cool advancements in growing technology, especially, I mean, you've been doing it for a while as well. You say you've been growing for about 10, 10 to 13 years, did you say? 13 years, yeah. yeah. So you've seen the whole development of LED from start to finish. Yeah, got my first LED in 2015, and it was mm-hmm. uh, Blurple. Of course, yeah, platinum it, LED grow lights, remember? which yeah, is some uh, Mars Hydro, Epistar, and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they've come so far. I mean, it was, yeah. it's funny. Some of those old grow lights are actually less efficient than HID. And then uh, they've come just so far. And now you can fit like 400 watts in a four by four for LED. Mm. It's like mm-hmm. just energy consumption. You're just saving so much money versus yep. back in the day, people used to do what, 600 watt HID lights in a four by four. That was like Boy. pretty standard. I always used to say HPS is king, but it's not anymore. The times have changed, man. Yeah, some people swear by that spectrum. They're like mm-hmm. HID spectrum or HPS spectrum right, in particular right. is like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, nothing better than this. Like the buds are just different and stuff. And I get it. I get it. But yeah, with LED, I mean, you're going to get much better light spread across the footprint. You just, you just can't get that as good of a light spread with HID, those reflectors just, they aren't good yeah. enough for that. HID in the parabolic shade. I still got that <laughs> shit in my loft, man. Damn. <laughs> the air-cooled hoods and the wing mm. reflectors and all that stuff. Damn, remember Bring it back memories. <laughs> yeah. Reminisce to, to just five years ago, you know? <laughs> it wasn't even that long ago, but shit. LEDs come a long way, man. Yeah. yeah I, I love my LED lights now. They're quality, man. They're quality. And they're only going to get better. I say in another 10 years where it's just producing cool light, no heat. That's going to be fucking crazy. And that'll be the next step, making them cooler. Because they still burn too hot, I think. But I suppose it depends on the model you get. Yeah. Because, because yeah. you see them going way up these days, though. Yeah, because you run HLG, don't you, Monkey? Do they, do they get hot? Uh, well, slightly warm, but I mean, they're running an efficiency of around three. So right. that's pretty darn high these days for LED. I know there's better out there, but mm. I, I replaced ones that were running, I think, 1.6. So oh. my heat went way down. Nice. Well, you I remember when you turned off, when you turned off the, uh, like the ballast, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for, for mm. it would literally take seven to 10 minutes in order to cool down the fixture to where you can touch it. You know what I mean? Like with LEDs, wow. you turn them right off and you can touch them like pretty quickly there. But like with CMH and HID, like those, I just remember the fixtures being just super hot after the fact, after they turned off. Yeah. You can put your hands right on the LEDs while they're running and not, not yeah. burn your hands. I mean, True. you might get a little bit of a buzz depending on the circuit board, but yeah, nothing to it. Hmm. Easy. Good mm-hmm. stuff. What lights do you use, Chris? Uh, right now, I have the Evo 3 by AC Infinity. It's right. uh, it's actually for a 2x4, but I have it a half of my 4x4. Mm-hmm. I like running a couple different lights in a 4x4 just so because I grow all different plants, all different cultivars, different sizes, so I can adjust the height a little bit easier than just you know adjusting the height on on uh, one light and then have the other plants kind of you know either be lower or have to boost them up. 
Um, so I have the Evo 3 on one side. I have uh, two of the XS1500 Pros by Viper Spectra. Nice. Uh, I have two of those on the other side. Um, so th- that light is for a two by two grow space. So I have two of those, and that, that fills up the four by four sufficiently. So many options out there nowadays, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how much cheaper things are getting, man. I mean, to fill mm. up a two by two these days, it's like less than a hundred bucks. It's mm-hmm. like just, it blows my mind. Like mm-hmm. things are just, it's, it's awesome. It's, That's it's right, good. Man. Yeah. You can get the uh, HLG 100 for cheap, man. Cheap. I mean, seeing them prices on LED lights five years ago, you would have been like, what? Right. Man, things right. changed so much, man. But these young guns, they're so lucky. <laughs> Back in my day. We had to pay real money for stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shit. Uh, damn. Even even fucking HID lights are more expensive than the LEDs were. God damn. God damn. But yeah, we haven't even touched on um from the stash. Your your podcast from the stash. How's how's things going there, man? No, oh, things are going pretty good. Uh, for those that don't know, that's a podcast with me, uh, Rob from CLTV, and then Pigeons Four Twenty. Mm-hmm. Still going strong. Still doing a new episode each week. Still live streaming on Twitch. We try to get there every week, but I mean, personal things happen every now and then. So mm-hmm. uh, probably about three times a month, we're we're actually doing the live stream there. Um, things are going good. Views seem to be picking up a little bit there. Um, Sweet. you know, which is kind of surprising. Uh, but it's good. It's fun. It's really fun to just be able to link up with a couple guys and talk shop. You know, yeah, talk man. growing, yeah. which is exactly what you do with this podcast. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, that's good. It's we haven't good. had Rob on the show yet. We're gonna to have to get in touch with Rob and get him on the show if he's interested in that. Anyway, you know, we can't kidnap him and shit. But <laughs> right. CLTV is a good, good, uh, good channel, man. Good channel. I like. Have you stuff. had pigeons on? Yeah, we've had pigeons on. Pigeons was on. Uh, oh, nice. I know ago, you're trying now. to get a hold of him. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then we talked a little bit about about it. I'm glad you were able to get a hold so, of him and, and get him on. Yeah, man. I had a good conversation with him. He's a cool guy. I like pigeons. Yeah. You know, it was a good couple of hours we were just chatting shit man you know like you say just talking shop just just talking about stuff right it's good fun man this is what we like we like to just sit and relax and talk and this is one of the things with youtube that pisses me off you know we're not doing any harm we're just discussing things that we enjoy you know that we don't want children listening and things like that man it's, it's a shame that it gets censored the way it does because the cannabis right. community enjoy content like this where we can just sit and talk about things that we enjoy and things that we're interested in and it shouldn't be censored the way it is it's a damn shame i agree mm. so what's the future for mr grower what's the plan when the baby is born are you just going to drop it down to a couple of channels and take it more easy uh yeah i don't really have it fully planned out then um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know i'm trying to get like my book done before yeah, the yeah. second book done before the baby comes um and then when the baby comes you know probably just have i mean i still i can't take my foot off the gas pedal entirely and mm-hmm. i do want to relaunch that garden talk podcast at some point i just yeah i don't have it really planned out that far as far as what's going to happen when the baby comes as far as like mm-hmm. the workload and stuff but i do need to you know have you know if i can if i'm able to allocate four to six hours per day that'd be fantastic you know i just have a feeling that I'm just, I'm in the unknown, you know what I mean? I don't know yeah, yeah, how long yeah. I'm going to have to to dedicate towards content creation versus, um, you know, being with family. Yeah. <laughs> when newborn babies, they sleep for like 16 hours a day. So you slowly 
work your way into it you know they'll, that'll be, they'll be sleeping that'll for be most of the time you know <laughs> 16 hours worth of work done right? yeah it's just the inconvenience <laughs> of the hours that's the problem <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's gonna be fun man and but we should let you go because you i know how busy you are man you're a very busy guy and you work hard all the time and we massively appreciate you spending some time with us here for an hour or so and just talking with us man we do massively appreciate you mate we do so thanks for coming here yeah, thanks for having me on. This was cool. I loved the first time you had me on. This this time was cool. Just, you know, talking about whatever comes up type stuff. And yeah, um, hopefully we can do this sometime again soon. Yeah, man. Well, when it. your book comes out, mate, come back over when your book when your book's okay. done and you're published and you're ready to go, let us know. We'll get you back on so you can tell everybody about the book and where they can get it from and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I appreciate that. Okay. Yeah, Sounds good. That'd be very cool. Right, Chris, it's been a pleasure right. as always. Everybody wave. Everybody wave for Mr. Grow. Yeah, yes, well, before you go quickly so before you go just let everybody know where they can go and find your content even though they probably know already but just in case where where can they find you if you search mr grow it on youtube uh that'll pop up two channels will pop up uh just one that's mr grow it and then one that is gar- uh, garden talk with mr grow it that's what kind of what i'm most known for is my youtube channels uh, i'm on twitter at Mr. Grow It, Instagram at Mr. Dot Grow It. There are a lot of impersonator accounts on Instagram. It's it's mm-hmm. really bad over there. So mm-hmm. my only account is at Mr. Dot Grow It. All other ones are fake. They'll try to you know, message you and scam you. So watch out for that. I'll never ask you yeah. for money through DMs or anything. So just <laughs> want to be, be, caution everybody on that one. Um, yeah. And then my website, MrGrowIt.com. Um, oh, and then uh, from the stash from the stash search for that on youtube or podcast platforms and that's that's the other podcast that we talked about a little while ago so sweet yeah man keep up the excellent work that you do bro it is Thanks. impressive yeah man appreciate and it if you need any of much just give us a shout we're always here to help sounds good thanks guys And there we go, everybody. That was this week's interview with Mr. Growy. Don't forget to go and check out his YouTube channel. If you are not already a subscriber, then please do go and subscribe. That would be very cool. Just search for Mr. Grow It on YouTube and you'll be able to find his channel. It's the one with 272,000 subscribers. Loads of great content over there. You will enjoy it. So do go and check it out if you haven't already. Uh, in the meantime, if you are a Patreon, then we have a couple of awesome interviews coming up over the next week. We have chris trump which will be tomorrow live on our youtube channel and we also have tommy chong coming on the 19th which is wednesday next week so if you are a patreon and you would like to join us live for those interviews then check in the patreon section over on the discord or over on percyscroll.com because the links are there and it would be good to see you over there but as usual thank you very much for joining us i hope you enjoyed this episode Thank you, as always, for downloading and listening to the show. We appreciate every single one of you guys. We are very close to 500,000 downloads now. We should have it within a week, and we'll do a special session for when that arrives. So thank you again, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye.